This is The Back Pass, a podcast for sports nerds by sports nerds. This week, we discuss the relevance of captains in modern sport. Is it a burden or glamour title for the vein? Hello and welcome to the Back Pass. I'm your host Ali Mawala and we're back with our usual voices of Gurpreet, Sid and Shivank. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey guys. And we welcome a new voice to the Back Pass today, a man who follows more sports than Crusaders titles. Kevin, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Glad to be on board. <laughs> So is that is that fourteen sports you follow, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but to varying degrees. You make it sound like I, that's that's my day job, but um, no. <laughs> I, I had a lot of. Uh, I was a misspent youth, spending watch uh, watching a lot of you know different types of sports. Um, was indoors quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I guess it's my tenuous grasp of physical activity. Nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. <laughs> welcome, welcome on board. You definitely fit in. Um, you'll definitely fit in with all of us. Recently, we've seen a large number of international cricket captains, in particular, come under the spotlight, and no one added more fuel to the fire than Simon Dool speaking on Kane Williamson. If Kane Williamson is fit for the last Test match, and captains New Zealand might be the last time in Test cricket. I just think it's almost time for Latham to take over his test side. That is my best and worst Simon Dool impression. I do not have any memories of Simon Dool's voice at all, so there's no connection to actual Simon Dool's voice. But what do you guys think? Uh, Ali, I'll go first as the uh, the resident Black Caps fan. I was outraged. Uh, Simon Dool is someone I've respected down the years. Uh, I, I think his opinions are quirky, but interesting. Uh, I, I saw that comment and I thought it was a complete wind-up. Utter, utter nonsense. Quite simply, the Black Caps have two world-class players. Trent Bolt being the other, Kane Williamson being the foremost. Kane Williamson's record as captain over the last three years. Look, we're, we're coming up to a year since what I think is the most significant achievement by New Zealand cricket, the, the World Test Championship victory. Mm. For Dooley to turn around and say that, it was just, it, honestly, I, I thought it was a complete wind-up. Um, I, I agree with you, Gurpreet, and I think I am the one who started that discussion in the group that day, um, <laughs> which, which, got, which actually invited a lot of reactions from everyone. Um <laughs> And I think a lot of things was like, oh, but, you know, it won't affect his batting. But it never affected his batting in the first place. And the name yeah. that was thrown, Latham, I had to pull up <laughs> pull up his stats, you know, for the last 12 months. Not even comparable, right? And, and yeah. what about loss to Bangladesh and Mount Manganui? Totally unacceptable. So I don't know where Simon Dole was speaking from because Kane was injured. He, he was not out of form because of his captaincy affecting his batting. So, I don't know what Dooley was thinking. Latham is not a young guy. The age is pretty comparable. 
It's now that he's got 10 years of cricket left in him. So, I don't know. If for me, if there is a captain in the team, it has to be someone who's in the mid-20s who can actually carry on for the next decade. That's what I think. So, Latham is not that guy. And something that I did say in the chat, and I'll say it again, is instead of Tom Latham being captain, I'd rather he just be dropped. Because <laughs> he is... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and, and everyone who listens to this podcast knows this. I have a soft spot for left-handed wicket keepers. But if I'm coming out and saying you you drop a left-handed wicket keeper, yeah, no. <laughs> I think that says it all. Oh, ouch. This is the this is the back pass biting back at Dooley. <laughs> yeah. His, his, his captaincy in the second test was actually very defensive, if I have to sum up his captaincy. So I, I hope Dooley saw that because, honestly, it was a very, very defensive captaincy. Again, going back to Mount Manganui when we lost to Bangladesh, very defensive captaincy. Uh, so I don't know what his uh, assessment was based on. Record is pretty poor. Batting scores are very poor. And we saw the same thing when the team was playing in India, actually. Like on the chat on our chats, the most frequent comment was why is there a long on down the track when the batsman is brand new to the crease and he yeah. is under a lot of pressure? Pack the field up. Make it harder for the players, but no, they were easy singles to take, and that basically took all the pressure away from the Indian batsmen. Yeah, Gurpreet and I had chats about it. We, I was getting frustrated. Someone just walks in, this pressure, six down, there's a long gone. So, guys, you know, with captains and you know captains having to take on a lot of pressure, obviously a lot of a lot of batsmen, a lot of great batsmen have been captains and hasn't affected their batting game. But whenever they do have a dip, the first question is. Should they still be captain? They're having a dip in bat in their batting form. It's impacting their batting. Is that is that even connected? Is that is there even a correlation between that? Kevin, what do you think? I think there is, but I also think it's a type of player. So a good example is um I think Ajinke Rahane would have been a good Indian captain in Test cricket. Um he had proven mm-hmm. that in the Australian tour. And so if you were to tell me that instead of Virat, it was a Jinke, then I would agree with you. Because I think Rohit still has that instinctual nature in his game. He's probably developed the strategic aspect over his, over his career. Um, and, and to me, like I always got fall back to the, the greatest captains of all time. And um, you know, Steve Waugh is in that group. And I, I wouldn't say he was the best batsman in that team by a long shot. So... And he definitely did have form slumps. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I think it, it depends uh, on the personality of the player. Uh, how calm, uh, you know, Rahane is was you know spoken very highly of after the Australian tour that he was a, he's a perfect captain to Captain India in, in the in the Test series, uh, not one days and T twenties. Um, so you're right. How much can you actually absorb uh, pressure as a player as a captain? Uh, that's very important. And I think someone like Rahane, who has a very calm personality, can can do that role. Virat uh, struggled when he had to create a team. When he inherited a team, it was a different story. The moment he had to create a team, things started to fall apart for him. Um, and I think there was clash of egos, clash of personalities, which then we all know what happened on the South African tour. So yeah, as Kevin said, it depends on the player. Uh, Rishabh Pant is an example we were talking about just before we started. Um, now, interestingly for Rishabh Pant, one thing that comes to my mind is the coach is Rahul Dravid. 
two completely opposite personalities. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is that actually affecting his captaincy? Yeah. <laughs> did Rahul, did Dravid have any choice in that? <laughs> no, that's exactly. So, well, he's got Pandey in the next series uh, as captain in the Ireland two two twenty. So, <laughs> so he has got some options, but I, I don't know. Is that affecting Pandey and his, his batting and his captaincy? Because now he's talking to a player who could bat for five days and still be zero not out at the end of five days. You know. <laughs> Just a thought, and and that that actually raises a really good question as well, Sid. Now, there's obviously India has three different international teams, right? Like so for the men's anyway, for Test, ODI, T20. Now they have different captains for the different teams. They have different members, which are almost specialists in the different games who stuck across different teams. Now, if we say the captain is like the center for the team culture and how he leads the team, how he takes the team out, or what kind of preparation along with the coach having different captains in the same team right because you're not a different team you're still at the same team in the same sport how does that how 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 does how does that work how does that even work for the indian players um that's an interesting one you look at england what england did post 2015 when they were completely mm. hammered um you know and they had a very orthodox style of playing cricket um they just created two separate teams separate captains but the thing with england was that one day captain was not playing the other format at all um is that a path india wants to go down i don't know because then it's not a there were some players who were sort of crossing over into tests and the shorter format but the captain was not that player owen morgan decided to stick to one day and t20s whereas someone like joe root or whoever was the captain of the test series was basically the captain of the test series I don't know. That yeah. could be an option. I guess um, something to throw back at you, Sid, here is uh, Ali mentioned the three different forms of the game. And, and I get it. I, I get it that the, the, the captain sets the tone for the culture and the, the vibe in the dressing room. But, but as far as strategy on the field goes, I, I know we made this point a few weeks back on the podcast is the role of the captain in cricket actually just overblown? Does it actually matter who the captain is? Because there is just so much analysis going on. You know, people who are hired to do the analysis, I, I'm actually not sure if it actually matters. Uh, you can break it down into two parts. There's the macro tactics and the micro tactics. So the macro tactics are basically like, this is how we'll play the entire game. And you get a chance to refresh that every drinks break. Because, you know, when somebody brings the water down, they'll probably bring some instructions from the coaches and everyone as well. But um, I'll highlight a comment that Virat Kohli recently made about Faf Duplessis in the IPL. And I think that should um, um, shed some light on the micro tactic side of things. He's like, I had a good relationship with Faf, but not something, um, not because we hadn't ever played on the same team or anything, it wasn't overly close. But as he became the captain of um, Royal Challenges Bangalore, I used to go up to him and say things like, um, hey, Faf, I think you should do it this way. And he would turn back at me and say, no, Virat, I'll do it another way. So I think that's where the captain's role is still there. So that's the micro tactics I'm talking about. Like, what do I want to do instantly right now based on the game situation? 
given the input from the leaders in the camp or the wicketkeeper or my senior players who generally have a voice, like your first pick bowler or whoever. And I think that's where the role of the captain is still somewhat relevant in cricket, but it may not be relevant in other sports. So not doing the way Virat Kohli wants it done. Is Faf Duplessis the BCCI inside source? <laughs> hey, I thought I thought I was the one. Remember, I watched the IPL. I had a photo with Rajiv Chukla. So I was the BCCI inside source for a couple of days. So I, For a couple of days you were. Yeah. Uh, the, the the role of the captain, actually, you said it's it's it can be overblown. Well, no, when the captain's Rishabh Pant and he decides to call the team off because the empire is called mobile, <laughs> it's a very relevant role, good treat, right? Uh, it's not a one. Let's come back. We're going home. <laughs> so, uh, but on 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 another note, on a serious note. So, if you if you watch some test matches closely, some captains decide to stand at mid off or mid on, and they want to talk to the bowlers. But some captains decide to be in the slips, who I call the passive captains, or you know, just the laid back captains. But then there are some captains who are always at mid off, just discussing the strategy. You can overdo it. You can actually confuse the bowler sometimes because then there could be a clash of egos. What field does the bowler want and what field does the captain want? But the captains who've led from the front are normally the ones who are talking to the bowlers and how to go about doing things, just to create the opportunity, not wait for the opportunity. Well, that makes it that that's an interesting point as well because obviously Dhoni um, did that differently, right? Like he he outsourced the bo- the the um, yeah. the bowling captaincy out and let someone else lead it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a three sixty view. You know, he he he. Again, his test record isn't phenomenal. Well, it's pretty yep. <laughs> pretty. <laughs> it's pretty terrible to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just be happy, Bhavesh is in here. <laughs> yeah, but, but Bhavesh is in here. He would love it. <laughs> but he could see things which others didn't see. I mean, his one-day record is phenomenal. His home record is phenomenal. Let, let's let's give him that in mm. tests. Uh, but he was again a very laid-back captain, and that just comes down to he was standing behind the wickets, waiting for things to happen. Whereas someone like Virat wanted things to happen. Although Virat was at the uh, was in the slips. But you could see him running to the bowler a lot of times and, you know, he was talking, he was trying to cheer the, the, the crowd up, you know, to get to asking the crowd to get behind the team. Different style of captaincy. Um, more, much more hands-on, you know, aggressive and trying to keep the team uh, active, uh, so to speak. Lord's victory mm-hmm. uh, last year was a prime example where they, they, they bowled out England in two, under two sessions. And that was brilliant. That was all his captaincy. And that, like, so taking that point and taking how, like, cricket has such a, such, like, the captain plays such an important role to the way the team performs and how the team performs and how it goes about its strategy. Then there's American sports, right? Where, like, the captain is literally just a badge and that's it. And the captain's role is kind of like, we had to name someone to be in charge of the team on the on the field but really the captain really doesn't do anything on the field other than just walk out right you're talking about harry maguire (laughs) (laughs) 
let it let the record show that this wasn't made by a Chelsea fan. This comment came from a United <laughs> fan. I would say I would say also um, in American sports is a little bit different because if you look at like basketball, because there's only five players um, and one player is so dominant. Like you look at LeBron and um, he's, he's not just the captain. He's, he's the captain. He's the coach. He's probably part of the front office. Um, he does every job. Does he sell tickets before um, the when game? When you do have such a, <laughs> yeah, he probably does every. Yeah, he wipes the floors, all that kind of stuff as well. Um, cheerleaders, you know. And then he locks the stadium. And and what goes I'll home. say about the, <laughs> yeah. um, what I'll also say about the um, American football um, in college, it's a little bit different. Captains, um, it's like a value position. Like you, you develop that sort of experience and then um you, it's it's it goes into your draft um so like one of the things that they'll say on draft night is oh this guy was a three-year captain at um old Oslo street or whatever um whereas in the professional game uh the captain it's less important it's more of a like a subset of a role so if you look at the quarterback position um because they are essentially the face of a billion dollar enterprise um captaincy is that they need to have that leadership but beyond that they're the field general they're also a part of tactics they're including coaching they they recruit actively um and you know that has a huge impact on 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 what a team does kevin i I think you've touched on something really interesting here your your comment about being the the face of a a billion dollar enterprise um and and look I, i know i just had a jibe at, at Harry Maguire. Actually, we all have for the last year. But I, I think this is this is fundamentally part of the problem. We've we've got a a professional footballer here who is the face of a billion dollar enterprise. Who who I just don't think can handle the pressure. Right? It it just is not able to handle. And and look, I know his form on the field this year has just fallen off a cliff. But I wonder how much of that has come from being the face of this enterprise. That the fact that every time United lose, every time United fail, it's going to be his face plastered all over the socials. As such a such a good point, Kevin. I would like to also say that it actually started started well before this. It started when like he sealed his Manchester United move, and then he had like all those incidents in Greece and you know, out of the England team and England leadership group. It was kind of something that was always snowballing. It seemed like things were starting to kind of build up for him. And um, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a huge, um, it was a huge fall of a cliff that was waiting to happen that kind of everyone kind of see it come slowly. Just like Harry Maguire. Uh, our listeners can't see uh, Shivang's uh, photo. Yeah, his picture, but he's just sitting like it's like grin on his face. That's stretching a mile wide. Shivank, would you like to say anything at this point? <laughs> the fact that I am the only non-United fan in this group right now, and I am not even the one who brought up Harry Maguire even once, is very refreshing for me. Shivank's Shivank's like um, we have we have two defenders left at Chelsea, and they're both still better. Than Harry. <laughs> Even on one leg, they're better than Harry Maguire right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jeez, one of them is 37, isn't he? 
Tiago Silva, 37. Yep. <laughs> Still better. Actually, Miles better. Actually, talking talking of captains, his, I, I thought once, if, if someone is actually named a captain, forget the sports, it could be any sports. How many people actually get annoyed in the team when someone's announced a captain? Does that actually make or, you know, destroy the environment in the team? Just a thought, you know, because somebody was expecting to be the captain or they didn't like somebody who became a captain. That could affect the environment of the team as well. Um, as the non-United fan, I'll bring up a United story again. Um, something Gary Neville recently shared. Um, the story about how he became captain for Man United. He wasn't the obvious choice. And when Sir Alex Ferguson gave him the captaincy, he basically said, I don't think I should be the one. Give it to Rooney or Ronaldo. And Sir Alex said, well, if I gave it to one, the other one would be annoyed. So you're the safer option here. So, yeah, I, I think if you are a very talented player with an ego of a similar size, not being named captain would probably hurt you really bad. Mm. Mm. But then it depends. Some, some some people just get on with it. Yeah. Or you can Rutherford who was selected as a captain and dropped as a captain. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that good, Preach? Have, have I got the right guy? Right? I, I'm i going to have to Google this. I yeah. uh, said you've, you've, uh, you've really put me on the spot. <laughs> we'll get back to you, good Preach. Statman days <laughs> when you had Statman said. <laughs> so I, was, uh, I was just dozing off of it. I, uh, so it's just like, you know, uh, uh, a little bit like the Colin de Gronholm uh, run out there. But, uh, <laughs> I, I just avoided the appeal and boom! Like I, I'm pretty sure it was Ken Rutherford who was selected as a captain and then he was dropped as a captain at the same time. It, it, it is, um, it's, an, it's an interesting point you did raise about um, the personalities in the dressing room. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just reading something about Man City earlier and it... it completely caught me by surprise um apparently the the process that that pep guardiola has is um he makes his senior group vote so the, the players effectively vote for the captain amongst the senior group and that that to me it suggests uh, a dressing room that is very comfortable that that get on very well with each other um and i i just think if you if you have that sort of understanding in the dressing room um, it, I don't think it actually matters who the who the captain is, and, and you know, on, on the other side of the same city, you've got United, where apparently um, senior players were demanding that Harry Maguire be dropped as captain partway through the season. Um, totally the wrong dressing room to have the players voting for the captain. In in the Man City senior group, was Sterling like the only one who kept writing Sterling and still like never getting picked? He's like <laughs> Sterling, come on, come on, one more! I need one more vote, guys! Come on! Who is the Man City captain anyway? Kevin? Uh, I uh, I'm actually I have no idea. Vincent Company. <laughs> I want to say Vincent <laughs> Company still captain, even though he's manager at Burnley now. Burnley now. <laughs> <Yeah>. What I. <laughs> What what I was going to say though was um, that's actually really common in American football. So in the professional league, they have fifty odd players, three different teams, and they vote on who the captain's going to be um, during training camp. Um, so it's it's actually like it's more of a um, scandal when a quarterback or your one of your best players don't doesn't get voted as captain. That's when it that's when it becomes the news because um, they failed the popularity contest. Flags. 
yeah, essentially with the team. So, you know, like last last season for, for the Colts, my Colts, um, it, it popped up in training camp that our quarterback at the time, Carson Wentz, was um, not voted as captain but was forced the captain role by the coach. Um, so, you know, that, that played into the season Interesting. and he no longer plays for the Colts. So. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, try, I'm just trying to imagine, um, and at the risk of pissing off all of our, uh, all of our Indian listeners, how a vote for captain would work with Saurav Ganguly in charge of Indian cricket. If, if, if the Indian cricket team were to vote for the captain, how would that go down? We need a new podcast for it, Gurpreet. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they they should they should do it like the IPL auction, the Indian captain vote. It would be dramatic yeah. as hell. Oh, like they would get like they would make a billion dollars from it. Like literally, oh, people man. would tune in. This is and naming the Indian captain would make a billion dollars. Like single handed <laughs> event, single event. People would buy pay per view passes. This is the killer idea. This is the killer <laughs> idea. You've just you've just laid out the killer just made idea. BCCI a billion dollars, guys. So world cricket is now screwed. I am pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the auctioneer will definitely collapse on stage with this one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was brilliant! And this is how BCCI overtakes the NFL halftime show as the world's most popular (laughs) broadcasting show. Broadcasted show. Hey, on the other hand, we also have a captain like Tim Payne who was actually applying for a sales role, but he was actually called, "Hey, you can't. You need to come and lead the team." And then they didn't know how to get rid of him. Hey, let's find an old scandal of his. <laughs> Put it out in the media. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for your services. You're done. Oh, and, and then he resigned from all cricket. He just retired from yeah. cricket. He's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm done with cricket now. Just hang up. I, I'm no longer like playing for Australia, so I might as well not play for cricket ever again. You know um, what's the worst part? No one paid any tribute to him for his captaincy. He just, <laughs> he just retired. No one said a word. I I just I don't I don't even know where Tim Payne came from to get the captaincy. It's like when he was announced, it was like who, him? Yeah, yeah. really? He was actually applying for a sales role. That's actually true. Wow. Um, funnily enough, Rishabh Pant had no idea either, and he asked him from behind the stumps. <laughs> <laughs> Ever heard of a temporary captain? <laughs> oh boy! Uh, Best piece of banter. Now, the yeah. best piece of banter was, we'll get you in India and that'll be your last series. <laughs> well, that never happened. Yeah. That never happened. <laughs> and Punt also babysat for Tim Payne, right? Well, that's true. That's true. That is true. Because Tim Payne was busy raising some standards. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got to send some text messages. Rishav, can you look after the baby for a second, please? <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. They should have just made Pat Cummins the captain back then. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think there was a question mark hanging over his fitness at the time. Um, that's when he came back in. Otherwise, mm. you know, two years into it, I think he's he's the best guy to be leading the Australian team right now. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about IPL. and You know, it, it's a common case in the um, EPL and in football as well, where you get, all these mix of so many different internationals in the same team and you have a mix of international captains as well right like so you have all these people who are like the leaders for their home for their country but now they're in a in a in a, in a team together and they have to pick one person who's going to lead 
and they have to follow that style even if it's different to their own what do you guys think how do you guys think that dynamic works out and who kind of gets picked from that i find it hard to answer for the ipl um i find it easier to answer for football simply because i've mm. seen it for so many years but if parallels are to be drawn i would say it's all about having the right thing between your ears like and having that maturity to know that okay this isn't my style let's just take baz for example baz was such an ex- aggressive captain aggressive player but when he played for kkr or you know whoever he did he was more than willing to just let the team do his own way and he would basically bat in his own way and that was his way of saying this is how i will contribute my uh, in my own way to the team mm. and i think that sense of maturity is very important to have so if you don't have it then it becomes a challenge but and we've and we've seen the opposite with not quite the opposite but we've seen something with virat kohli and faf duplessis as well where virat would come up with suggestions to faf because that's in his nature like hey if i were you i'd lead the, i'd lead the team this way and yeah. faf was like no no i'll lead it my own way so kudos to him for giving up giving those suggestions but also faf for saying that this isn't how i play my cricket and this is the brand of cricket i want rcb to play and this is how we'll play actually what faf has said to virat uh, actually how many titles did you win with those suggestions <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, the Proteas haven't won anything either. Well, that's true. <laughs> and his argument, he was why well, he was the captain for some time. He was, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's true. But again, I mean, talking of captaincy and you know, uh, someone you know who's a dynamic figure, Shane Warne. We sort of you know miss his name. He was mm. the greatest captain Australia never had. Um, him yep. leading Rajasthan Royals to the first victory. I think someone shared this. on uh, I was watching a uh, something the other day so he never got his team an hour an hour before the game started it was before half an hour before the game started in india just because he said i don't want you to get burnt out because it's hot stay in the hotel i'll go for the toss get the toss done half an hour before the game just turn up so don't waste your two hours you know just get drenched out and then mm-hmm. start playing the game just a different way of doing things and he was he was pretty hand he had the mentality of a fast bowler and he was a very very that's the aggressive captain you wanted um yeah so as you said people do things differently baz was different and shane one was different as well do you think rajasthan has finally captured the essence of shane one in the last season i think they have i think they've played very differently this year as compared to the last few seasons um you know they've been aggressive from uh, they've got the team right they've got mm. the uh, they didn't pick egos or personalities they picked the players to perform and i think this is where gujarat titans was pretty good as well but finally rajasthan was a team who you know were promising so much every year but they delivered finally they stuck to likes of josh butler season after season after season so he was i think single handedly carrying them you know through to the finals You're right. Mm. I think they finally got the essence of Shane Warne this year. Mm. Just to add on to what you've said, said uh, I also think it, in in modern sport that doesn't matter what it is. It, perhaps as important as the captain is is the leadership group. I think every franchise, every team has a a, a core group of leaders. We've seen it time and time again in cricket. Uh, 
So you may you may have like a Faf Duplessis and a Virat Kohli as part of the same franchise. It doesn't actually matter who the captain is because it's actually the group. Um, the the group collectively are are acting on decisions. They're consulting with each other. And in, in some ways, if you play that. Uh, if you play that in the right way, it doesn't matter who the captain is. You're you're consulting with the right people, and you're still coming up with uh, an outcome that you have consensus on. Um, and you see this actually quite often in in rugby and league, where uh, you may have the captain of the All Blacks, who actually isn't the captain of their Super Rugby team, you know. But um, when they are up against it, um, they're actually all in a huddle together, and you're you, you know you can see uh, Richie Mwanga and Aaron Smith and all of the different players getting together and saying, look, this is the way we get out of this situation. And it doesn't actually matter who the captain is. It's, it's, it's the group that is more important. Well, on that note, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you to our panel and your thoughts and opinions on captains. Thank you for joining in. Thank you for our listeners. Uh, if you want to get sports and nerdy with the team, you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at the back pass pod we'll be back next week with more sports analysis and banter right here on the back pass thank you <laughs>